The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's time for a touchdown! You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Hey, welcome back to the Roto Experts podcast for Wednesday, February 13th. We are one day closer to Valentine's Day. Can you feel the love? I certainly can. I love having you all here with me every day. And if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on eSports, politics, and reality TV, or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways that you can make money at BetDSI. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match, so head on over and open your account to bet DSI. There's promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match at bet DSI. All right, I bet you we got a lot to talk talk about today. Go out and get your make sure if you haven't already, you go out and get your roses, you get your uh, you get your candy and whatever else. Uh, maybe you're making the big step that Adam Rodas will never make or that Corey Parson will never make. And maybe you'll buy an engagement ring. Congratulations. Uh, but we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about love a lot more tomorrow. And uh, a lot of fantasy baseball players loving that baseball is back. Not much news going on. The League of Alternative Baseball Reality uh, draft was uh, last night, and you can uh, expect wall-to-wall coverage on the Fantasy Sports Network uh, today. Uh, Only one big significant piece of Major League news as uh, the Miami Marlins, the off-ridiculed Miami Marlins, actually wanted to go out and get a veteran for the back end of their bullpen, and... It was ridiculed in some circles because, you know, this team is not going to contend. But they do have two good pieces at the back end of the bullpen. And maybe the Marlins really do have a plan here to uh, for the young players to improve. Because they got uh, Drew Steckenrider and Adam Conley. And uh, both of them have the potential to close. But Steckenrider only converted five of ten save chances last year. The whip was a little bit up there. Uh, Conley made a impressive transition from the starting ro- as a uh, possible pitcher for the starting rotation. I had liked Conley a lot, but he had just never worked out as a starter. Just could never put it together consistently. 
But then, uh, then he had 50 strikeouts in 50 innings last year and a very nice whip. So there's the potential for Connolly towards the back end of the bullpen together. So they brought in a three-time world champion, 36-year-old Sergio Romo. They signed him to a one-year deal with the thinking that Romo can be a veteran presence for the back end of the bullpen. Now, I often talk about, you know, covering uh, – covering Major League Baseball for the last decade or so, that some things you don't see on the surface uh, that you do when you're in a clubhouse, you're around teams, etc., that a lot of times, you know, they want to bring in good clubhouse guys uh, to to settle those young players. And I think that's what the Marlins are actually doing here. Now, you look on the surface and you laugh. They've signed Curtis Granderson. They've signed Neil Walker. And now they bring in 36-year-old Sergio Romo, and you're like, what are they doing? It's like this team's going to be disgustingly awful because they've signed all these old men, and and they have a bunch of nobodies. But I can see that the Marlins actually have a plan here. You know, they want to bring in these great – Granderson and Walker, I can tell you firsthand, uh, you know, having seen them in, in both the Mets and Yankees clubhouses, are regarded as great, great clubhouse guys. And uh, so is Romo, who was uh, very, very well liked and respected in that San Francisco locker room uh, in those world championship teams. He was regarded as one of the clubhouse leaders and uh, the anchor of the bullpen, not only on the field, but off the field. And uh, three teams were interested in him being 20. 25 saves last year for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, As a lot of people remember, he actually uh, pitched five games as as an opener as well. So he's very, very versatile. But uh, last year, 67 of the third innings pitched, 75 strikeouts, 25 saves, becoming the closer. Uh, Somebody I picked off of waivers who helped me a little bit in a closer sort of role. But what they really want to bring him in here is to be a veteran presence for Conley and Steckenrider. And if you if you uh, have either Steckenrider or Conley in a dynasty sort of format, I think you like this sort of move because being around a Sergio Romo is only going to help them from a, a, a mental perspective. And... Uh, you know, just becoming stronger mentally, etc. We know Steckenrider has the stuff, but as I've often talked about, I believe, and talking to a lot of major leaguers, that there is a different mentality and a different approach to pitching in the ninth inning. And Sergio Romo can really tutor these guys about what it takes to succeed at the back end of a bullpen and give the Marlins a really good closer in the next year or two that uh, I guess we're all going to laugh at uh, that they will eventually trade. But, you know, if this is the long-range plan, and some of us are seeing it maybe more than the others, we all make fun of the Marlins because, you know, they they just have a a roster full of nobodies that looks like a double-A team. But... You know, they have some long-range plans for some of these younger guys that they've either kept or acquired, and they want to bring in solid veterans to basically, as the cliche goes, to take these guys under their wing. Now, also, if Steckenrider or Conley at any point really show that they can't handle the closer job, this also gives the Marlins the possibility 
of having Romo close. So we're going to have to watch this situation during string trading. Until this deal was made, Steckenrider was the leading guy, but you also had to consider Conley. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what the reports are in string trading. How do you attack this, basically, in fantasy baseball? Uh, I would probably want Steckenrider for the most upside. Conley can be more a little bit of a dark horse, and Romo is a steady guy for them towards the back end of the bullpen if you play with holes, too. Uh, he's a solid pickup towards the back end of your draft. All three of these guys, though, are going to be a dollar or so, and you just got to take a dice roll uh, you know, with a dollar or two and see who can pay it out here. Hopefully, you know, Romo, Steckenrider can keep the job. If if not, we'll have to wait and see whether they would turn to Romo or Conley. Having seen Romo do, do the job, uh, they really liked Conley as a setup guy last year. So I would probably rank them going into the season, probably Steckenrider, Romo, Conley, in order of who I feel is going to get saves. So not too much other baseball news. As you know, uh, we have got NFL 365 now on rotoexperts.com. So we're going to be talking a lot of off-season fantasy football as well. This podcast is going to be a daily hybrid, if you will, of baseball and football. So, uh, you know, a lot a lot to talk about every day here on the Roto Experts Daily Podcast. And obviously, the biggest news of yesterday from the NFL offseason perspective was the big tweet from Antonio Brown. You always uh, already know about it by now, where he's basically saying goodbye to Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Jason LaConfora reporting that, you know, he's, he's, a, he's asked the Steelers to trade him. Uh, according, according to the published reports, uh, the Steelers can hold all the cards here. They have not given up. Drew Rosenhaus and Antonio Brown permission to seek a trade on their own just yet. But uh, the speculation is wild already, and we already have Vegas odds on where Antonio Brown is going to land for the 2019 NFL season. And I'll go over uh, some of the potential landing spots here and also uh, some of the Vegas odds that have been printed, uh, published pretty early by Bleacher Report. Uh, by by both uh, bookmaker and uh, and some other sources, uh, mainly bookmaker. Uh, you know they are the ones that I'm I, I'm going to. Uh, okay, going to stop here. All right, start again here. So everybody already wanted to lay down money on where Antonio Brown is going to go, and here's my analyzation of uh, of some of the early odds. The San Francisco 49ers are the top team in terms of Vegas odds, early Vegas odds. And, you know, some of these lines will continue to move, so you'll have to keep monitoring it. Uh, but the 49ers are a team that already Antonio Brown has actually come out and already on social media uh, indicated that this would be his preferred team to play for. The odds are plus 200. And uh, according to overthecap.com, they have the sixth uh, most salary cap room in the NFL. So, and salary cap is going to be real important here uh, with, the, with these Antonio Brown nego- uh, negotiations because he is he's owed $36.4 million over the next four seasons, and he may want to negotiate a co- some sort of uh, contract extension. But uh, this would be a nice pickup for the 49ers 
going into next year, having a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, who's played really well in uh, what we've seen so far in uh, limited action. And I can't imagine that his fantasy value and his appeal would drop too much going to San Francisco. Of course, leaving Ben Roethlisberger to go to Garoppolo, not as seasoned of a quarterback, but uh, from what we've seen Garoppolo so far and what experienced court, uh, NFL people know, uh, this could be certainly solid enough of a quarterback situation to keep Antonio Brown as a top five fantasy wide receiver in 2019. Uh, there's already been published reports indicating that the Steelers will not trade Antonio Brown within their division or to the New England Patriots, which makes a lot of sense because they don't want the uh, Antonio Brown coming to haunt them with the Patriots of more than any team. Uh, if you're a Steeler fan, you know more than anything about the frustration that uh, has certainly uh, certainly been prevalent over the last uh, half decade, a decade or so, where Pittsburgh just can't seem to beat New England in a big game. And uh, having Antonio Brown certainly wouldn't help that outlook. And, of course, it only makes sense that they want to trade him in the division. Very likely that they want to trade him out of the conference, uh, maybe as further away physically as they possibly can, too. So that's where the 49ers have made a lot of sense. I've even seen some uh, published reports indicating that, hey, maybe Cleveland could be a dark horse. But why the heck would the Steelers uh, you know, trade them to trade him to a hated rival? And uh, have them come back and haunt them twice a year. That makes no sense to me at all for those those that are publishing it. And what what are the what are the, the Steelers going to get? Uh, Lack and four also saying that it may be unlikely that they get a first round pick from any team because any team that has them incoming, you know, might have to clear a significant amount of cap space as I just indicated. Now the Jets are second in cap space. And, you know, we've been talking constantly on this podcast about how this team needs to make a big splash. And but all the reservations that would come with the Jets situation as well. Do you want a guy like this for a young quarterback to come in, be a disruptive sort of clubhouse presence, former uh, Steeler and Jet? offensive lineman who played with Antonio Brown, Willie Colon, has said, no way would I want a guy in a clubhouse like that for a young quarterback. Uh, but on the field, it makes so much sense and maybe a change of scenery will uh, turn Brown in terms around of intangibles. So, you know, the Jets, a, a great landing spot. Maybe they can make a, make, make, a, make a trade for Antonio Brown where they get back Robbie Anderson as well. Maybe Robbie Anderson in a draft pick. And I'd like to see Robbie Anderson playing with Ben Roethlisberger. So that'd be very interesting. The Jets really want to build around Sam Darnold. And this is the ultimate answer. But so many rumors about Le'Veon Bell. But the New York Daily News reporting that if the Jets don't go after Bell, they're not reporting, but just uh, indicating that the Jets don't go after Bell, that Tevin Coleman could be a nice sort of consolation. So maybe the Jets bolster that, off, bolster that offense by picking up Antonio Brown uh, and have Tevin Coleman and Elijah McGuire in the backfield. And that would really improve the supporting cast of Sam Darnold. It would boost his dynasty outlook instantly. Uh, you figure Darnold has to be at least a respectable quarterback to get the ball to Brown, but he's not Ben Roethlisberger in terms of experience and polish. So 
right now to say if Antonio Brown was still with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would still rank him as the number one uh, wide receiver in fantasy football because nobody has been more reliable over the last half decade in terms of just being a safe fantasy pick for excellent production. When, when In fantasy football, so often what you really want – well, what you really want, which you don't get so often, what I'm trying to say is, is reassurance and peace of mind. It's very rare that a player gives you a piece, uh, the peace of mind, especially in the first round, to just deliver the type of numbers that you want back when you when you uh, when you put your investment out there. And there might be no safer pick than Antonio Brown in fantasy football over the last five years. He'd become a little bit safer with the Jets. I'd probably have to drop him to number five overall. After the Jets uh, going to Oakland, uh, plus 600. Jets were plus 500. Uh, Oakland has a lot of salary cap room. Uh, They have the fifth... They're fifth best in terms of available salary cap space, uh, plus 600 to land with the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders want to make a splash as uh, they're going to Las Vegas in 2020, and they really need a new number one wide receiver after Amari Cooper left. And I could see this happening. Uh, Antonio Brown, if he could negotiate his own deal, he would probably like to go to a team that's closer to winning. But Pittsburgh holds all the cards right now. They hold the control, and they can really easily uh, trade him to the Raiders. Arizona fourth best odds uh, at plus seven hundred. They don't have so much as much salary cap space as some of these other teams, but uh, they're tenth in available salary cap space. They really want to get uh, a number one receiver for Josh Rosen. Uh, there have been some rumors that they might take Kyler Murray at the number one pick, but they came down and shot those down publicly, saying that Rosen is their guy. So they have to, they really have to give him a, a true playmaking target with Larry Fitzgerald being at the end of his career and Christian Kirk just quite not being ready yet to be that number one type of receiver or that prominent type of receiver for the Cardinals. And, you know, here's another NFC West team. Get him out of the conference. Get him to the West Coast. It can make sense. The only thing, some people have bounced around Antonio Brown's age at 31. And do some teams with a longer-range view want to invest in a 31-year-old wide receiver? Well, I think there's a knee-jerk reaction to age. When some people hear age 30 and they've heard it so much about running backs, they think it's old for any position. Uh, 31 is not old for a wide receiver. They they could at least get another good two to three years out of Antonio Brown if a team like the Cardinals are going to acquire him for a young quarterback. Following Arizona at plus 700 is the Miami Dolphins at uh, plus 1,000. The thing with the Dolphins is they're 27th in salary cap room, so uh, they, they'd have to do some jockeying to be able to afford Antonio Brown stylistically it makes sense scheme wise it does make a heck of a lot of sense 
because, you know, this team needs to rebuild just a lot of pieces all over the ball, uh, but especially on offense where Ryan Tannehill, as we said, will probably not be back as the quarterback uh, for the 2019 season. So will the Dolphins make a big splash here? Will Kyler Murray fall to them? And uh, he'll get to play with Antonio Brown. Dolphin fans would love to fantasize about such a scenario that they get an impact rookie quarterback and pair him with Antonio Brown. But again, the odds are a 1,000. They're not, they're not too good here, and uh, maybe this team would be wise to uh, clear any salary cap space. They can get some draft, you know, and load up on draft picks with a look towards the future. Uh, you know, maybe they, they don't want a deal for him. Uh, the Steelers would be probably willing to send him to Miami, maybe less so than the West Coast, because maybe they won't see the Dolphins in the playoffs for at least another year or two. But this is something I can see where the Dolphins say, maybe we don't need to go for this big splash right away. You know, we need to focus on the longer range view because we really are in a significant rebuilding process. After that, uh, the Dallas Cowboys at uh, plus 1,100 odds to inquire on Antonio Brown. And uh, after they got Amari Cooper last year and gave up the first-round pick for them, you know, maybe they'd be willing to give up uh, – you know something else uh, in terms of in terms of uh, in terms of the overhaul. You know maybe they'd be willing to. to uh, obviously, they don't have the first round pick anymore, but it'd be interesting to see what they can come back with and be creative uh, in terms of calorie, salary cap space. They are ninth, and to have a, a, a trio on offense of Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, and Antonio Brown would just scare the heck out of. Uh, Every offense, every defense in the NFC, and uh, really boost the outlook of Dak Prescott as a fantasy player. Uh, it might it, uh, it might it might help Amari Cooper as well. You know where he won't have to be the number one wide receiver, and it would draw away a lot of defensive attention. Dallas is is very very interesting, and that's a move that could really put the Cowboys in contention to be an NFC champion for the first time since 1996. Uh, but they did acquire, acquire Amari Cooper, and maybe they're going to go cheaper on the free agent route uh, for the second wide receiver. I've heard Randall Cobb mentioned as a possibility that you know that uh, some people would like to see in Dallas to complement Amari Cooper. After that, uh, the Colts uh, odds of thirteen hundred uh, from Bookmaker dot com. The Colts would seem to be. Uh, better odds than 1,300 when you look at the fact that they have the most salary cap space available in the NFL, and they really have a need for another receiver outside of uh, of T.Y. Hilton. I mean, they do have the uh, the very good tight ends, but the Steelers might be hesitant to do this because if they were to trade him to Indianapolis, this is a move that could really make uh, make the Colts a a true Super Bowl contender and a real threat to knock all the Patriots off their throne, but also leap ahead of the Steelers in terms of contention. So they might be wary about doing this. And the Colts also uh, might be more willing to take this, all this available salary cap space and overhaul the, uh, and overhaul the defense rather than uh, make a splash move like this. Then uh, some other places that have been mentioned, uh, from some other from Bavoda, they had a 
they had two other possible landing spots. The Saints at plus 1,200. The Saints would make a lot of sense in terms of they need that number two wide receiver. And there's an NFC, NFC team that the, the Steelers might be more willing to trade to. But they're 26 in salary cap space, so they'd, they'd have to get creative. Green Bay also listened by Pavone at plus 1,900. They are 13th in salary cap space. And to have Devontae Adams, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, and Antonio Brown, what a trio that would be. And would instantly uh, spark the uh, Green Bay offense again. Would probably push Aaron Rodgers back to at least the number two fantasy quarterback as he hopefully goes healthy into 2019. But uh, long, 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 long odds against it, it seems, at least from what Vegas are indicating. Then there were some other teams off the radar that uh, Jason Luckenfor mentioned that uh, Vegas had no odds for. The Seattle Seahawks uh, were to have the seventh most salary cap room could really use a downfield playmaker and another impact pass catcher for Russell Wilson. And maybe this would balance out the offense more in terms of uh, the run versus pass. And strategically and schematically, this, this would be a tremendous move for the Seahawks. And again, you're sending him out of the conference. You're sending him to the West Coast. And uh, you know, that could only boost Russell Wilson's outlook to be a top five fantasy quarterback again. Uh, you know, we saw him throw a career high in touchdown passes and a career low in interceptions, but he did it on on uh, the second lowest attempts of his career. It was all about efficiency for Russell Wilson, but there would be so much more balance in that Seattle offense that I think you have to consider him a dark horse. And Pete Carroll is the type of guy who is willing to take on uh, guys like Antonio Brown, who maybe had a little bit of difficulty elsewhere. We saw him, you know, take those kind of chances with Percy Harvin, even though it didn't work out. But after the Seahawks got rid of certain guys in their clubhouse, like Richard Sherman and Michael Bennett, that they thought were starting to be divisive sort of personalities, are they willing to take Antonio Brown on from an intangible perspective? I think they might be because that guy could be such a huge difference maker uh, for a team like the Seahawks that both Seattle and the player, both the franchise and the player, you know, might might have take a to- totally new attitude towards things with having him in house. And the other team that was mentioned uh, as well is the Buffalo. Uh, two other teams mentioned the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but they'll be trading with the conference, uh, which certainly help uh, help uh, Josh, young Josh Allen, who's not shy about throwing uh, throwing downfield and needs that sort of downfield playmaker as well. But I think uh, Brown's value fantasy-wise would certainly take a hit here, uh, playing with a young, more erratic quarterback. And then there's the Philadelphia Eagles, which would obviously be a great landing spot schematically, but the Eagles are last in terms of salary cap room. Some of that money due to come off the books where maybe they release an offensive lineman and also get rid of Nick Foles. But it's going to be very, very hard for the Eagles to get creative there to add Antonio Brown. So to recap, best odds, uh, San Francisco plus 200, New York Jets plus 500, Pittsburgh plus 900, Oakland plus 600, Arizona plus 700, Miami plus 1,000, Dallas plus 1,100, Indianapolis plus 1,300. Those from uh, Bleacher Report via Bookmaker and Bovada also added uh, 
New Orleans plus 1,200, and Green Bay plus 1,900. Those seem less likely to happen this year. Some other uh, pieces of news here. According to Detroit Free Press, uh, the Lions are going to make tight end an offseason priority, whether it's in the draft or in free agency. You have Jared Cook out there. You have Tyler Eifert out there. Some lesser names than Jesse James. Uh, The Free Press indicating that the Lions feel that this is a very thin crop of wide uh, tight ends available in the free agency, so they might be willing to uh, to draft a tight end. I don't think they'll do it with the eighth overall pick, but could the Lions trade down to a team that we've been talking about all week that maybe wants to jump up and get one of those quarterbacks, trade back to, you know, to maybe get some more draft capital to uh, select a tight end with one of their top picks? It's uh, very likely last year they had only 45 receptions from their tight ends, which was the lowest amount in the NFC, and only the Miami Dolphins had less receptions from their tight ends in all of football. As we said with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, they came out and uh, told the team's official site that they are not going to use their number one pick on Kyler Murray. Uh, Their new head coach, uh, Kingsbury, has been on record as saying that he feels that Murray is the best uh, quarterback in the draft and is worthy of a number one overall pick. But uh, the brass had to come out and shoot that down and say that Josh Rosen is their guy of the future. And uh, I just talked about the Lions, too. You know, there's been some talk, too, that maybe the Lions take their quarterback of the future. I don't think they'll do it at number eight, but maybe they could trade back or uh, you know, take one of the one of those younger quarterbacks, maybe not one of the top quarterbacks off the board, or maybe a quarterback on the future in the second or third round, but at least publicly. And stranger things have certainly happened. Uh, the Cardinals are coming out and saying, you know, that they, they drafted Josh Rosen, they invested the draft capital in him, and they're going to stick with him as their guy. Yeah, of course, you can't get up, give up on a kid after just one year, and it'd be risky to go back in the draft and, uh, you know, take, a, take another kid, number one, and then gamble to see if he works out. But I think you would obviously have more confidence in Murray than you would Rosen. And then maybe they could go off and trade Josh Rosen. Stranger things have happened. I think it's unlikely to happen. But uh, the Cardinals are in a prime spot right now. And uh, they really do need an edge rusher. So they'll probably grab one of those top two guys, I would think, from a conservative point of view. And we always have to talk football early. Because I just got an email from my buddy Tom Kessenick this morning that probably went out to a lot of you that you can already start drafting in fantasy football for 2019. And this is why we've gone 365 on rotoexperts.com with fantasy football. Right now, you can already draft in the NFFC and Satellite. And, of course, the very popular draft champions, they are, uh, they, they've opened up the high-stakes gaming earlier than ever before. So go in and have fun. It's uh, probably more challenging than ever because you don't know where the free agents and the rookies are going to land, which I think uh, for a lot of people will make that more exciting. But uh, you can already already go over to the NFFC draft site and uh, already start uh, drafting as soon as today. Tom Kessenick will uh, join us on the Sunday edition of the Roto Experts in the morning to talk with myself and Joe Galita about – 
the NFFC and why they've launched so early and uh, what sort of formats they've made some change, changes in the defensive scoring. And they've also instituted a team kicker as well. And uh, Tom will talk to us about how those things are going to change the outlook a little bit on how you draft. But those are still kicker and defense sort of units. So lots of, lots of football to talk here in the offseason. And, of course, we're going to be talking a lot of baseball, too. Uh, there are reports that Bryce Harper is not willing to negotiate with anybody for a short-term deal. And it, this is so strange, this free agent freeze. Here we are. Spring training has already started. Two of the biggest names in baseball are not signed. And as a fantasy player, I want these guys signed already. You want to give me something for Valentine's Day? Well, put these guys in a friggin' uniform already. Because for Manny Machado, I think it makes a difference. When you look at his numbers compared to Camden Yards, compared to anywhere else, uh, there's a stark difference there. So I want to know what ballpark these guys are going to land in. Because I think it has a lot to do with my fantasy strategy. If Bright, look, look, these guys are going to be very good wherever they go. But when you're talking first, second round players, you're splitting hairs. Minor, minor, minor sort of factors tend to make a big difference. And if Bryce Harper was to go to San Francisco where the lineup isn't great and it's not a hitter's ballpark, well, you know, maybe that makes a decision as to how many, where I jump out where I pull out of the bidding for him in an auction or where I'm willing to take him in the first round of a draft. So well, you know, we need some clarity here as well. Uh, we've got to have some clarity on where these guys are going. You know, the games are going to start, you know, in a few days and these guys are not in with their new teams already. You know, they need to get in there. You know, they need to start acclimating to their new clubhouses, etc. There's stuff from an intangibles perspective that, uh, that that really needs to be ironed out here as well. So let's get these guys in camp. And uh, it's going to be big news when it, when it breaks, obviously. And something's got to happen soon. But I've been watching baseball since I've been a little kid. And I, I've never seen anything happen like this where you have two of the biggest names in baseball still unsigned as spring training has already begun. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous, this uh, free agent freeze. And I'm, I'm starting to think collusion. It's not something I want to do, but it's something that I am thinking about. All right, thanks for listening to the Roto Experts Daily Podcast for, uh, for Wednesday, February 13th. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow right back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network On Demand.